Thank you. God, I bless you. God, I praise you. God, I magnify you. God, I glorify you. God, I lift up your name and I just say thank you, 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 thank you. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The fullness of your presence is where I'm to be. It's your glory. My God, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Open heavens now, let it flow. My God, my God, come on now, ask him. <laughs> oh, open heavens now, let it flow. My God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up your name. We just simply say, Abba, Father, thank you, Lord God. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for your people. Thank you for fresh revelation. Thank you for your word. Thank you for a fresh anointing, one that destroys yokes of bondage, sickness, and disease. Open heaven's door and let it flow, Lord God. We thank you. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you, Father God, for all that you are doing. And we cancel the assignment of the enemy off our lives. We render it null, void, and brought to no effect. We thank you for Jesus, Father God. We thank you. You are quickly, swiftly dealing with the enemy, Father God. We thank you for victory on every hand. Now, Holy Spirit, I invite you in, my God. I invite you into my home, my house, my mind, my spirit, my soul, my body. I plead the blood of Jesus over this day that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Hide me in your tabernacle, Lord God. Hide me in your tabernacle. I thank you, Lord God. You are a God of peace. You are a God of joy. You are a God of strength. You are a God of mercy. You are a God of greatness, my God. You are the supreme numero uno in my life. And Lord God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Just open heaven's door, Lord God. Let us reveal, see, and experience your glory today like never before. Let miracle signs and wonders follow this devotional like never, ever before. And I cancel the assignment of the enemy off our hearing. I thank you we are clear and that we hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. That's good, Tammy. Yeah, keep me on the straight and narrow path. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you're just logging in, it's your girl, Lakeisha Johnson, a.k.a. L-M-J. And I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go take this devotional. I need you to go share it. I need you to go uh, put it in someone else's hand right now so that they can enjoy and join in us. I like... Can I tell y'all something? I was so excited this morning. I have so much to teach you. Like, I got so much I need to share. Uh, I have so much revelation for so many different things. So 
I need you to be patient in the things of the Lord. I need you to eat small bites. I need you to grow in the things of the Lord. I got so like I got so much revelation. I want to read um something God gave me yesterday after this little minor incident. Major, major, but minor at the same time. Um hold on. It says Psalms 35, O oh Lord, oppose those who oppose me. Fight those who fight against me. Put put on your armor and take up your shield. Prepare for battle and come to my aid. Lift up your spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Let me hear you say, I will give you victory. Bring shame and disgrace on those trying to kill me. Turn them back and humiliate those who want to harm me. Blow them away like chaff in the wind. A wind sent by the angel of the Lord. Make their path dark and slippery. With the angel of the Lord pursuing them. I did them no wrong, but they laid a trap for me. I did them no wrong, but they dug a pit to catch me. So let sudden ruin come upon them. Let them be caught in the trap they set for me. Let them be destroyed in the pit they dug for me. Then I will rejoice in the Lord. I will because he rescues me with every bone in my body. I will praise him. Lord, who can compare with you? Who else rescues the helpless from the strong? Who else protects the helpless and poor from those who rob them? Malicious witness testify against me. They accuse me of crimes I know nothing about. They repay me evil for good. I'm sick with despair. Yet when they were ill, I grieved for them. I denied myself by fasting for them, but my prayers returned unanswered. I was sad as though they were my friends or family, as if I were grieving for my own mother. But they are glad now that I am in trouble. They gleefully join together against me. I'm attacked by people I don't even know. They slander me constantly. They mock me and call me names. They snarl at me. How long, O oh Lord, will you look on and do nothing? Rescue me from the fierce attacks. Protect my life from these lions. Then I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will praise you before all people. Don't let my treacherous enemies rejoice over my defeat. Don't let those who hate me without cause gloat over my sorrow. They don't talk of peace. They plot against innocent people who mind their own business. They shout, aha, aha. With our own eyes, we saw him do it. Oh Lord, you know all about this. Do not stay silent. Do not abandon me now, oh Lord. Wake up, rise to my defense. Take up my case, my God and my Lord. Declare me not guilty, O oh Lord, my God, for you give me justice. Don't let my enemies laugh about me and my troubles. Don't let them say, look, we got what we wanted. Now we will eat him alive. May those who rejoice in my troubles be humiliated in disgrace. May those who triumph over me be covered with shame and dishonor. But give great joy to those who came to my defense. Let them continually say, great is the Lord who delights in blessing his servant with peace. Then I will proclaim your justice and I will praise you all day long. I got that scripture um, immediately yesterday. Um, after this little incident I had, and um, I'm going to show you something uh, in just a minute. I need to read one more Psalms over our day. I need to read one more Psalms, and this is Psalms 51. It says, have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins, wash me clean from my guilt, 
Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night against you, and you alone have I sinned. Have I done what is evil in your sight? You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Give me back my joy again. You've broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't let, keep looking in my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Don't banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O oh God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O oh Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O oh God. Look with favor on Zion and help her rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then the bulls again will be sacrificed for your altar. One more, one more, one more, one more, one more. Mm. Psalms 27, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I'm attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple, for he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me at his sanctuary. I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me. O God, my salvation. Even if my mother and my father abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, yet wait patiently for the Lord. Last one, Psalms 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is Lakeisha's refuge, her place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Do not be afraid of the terror at night, nor the arrow that flies in day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that 
strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you, Lakeisha. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if to make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so that you won't, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and salvation. I got to read one more thing. Hold on, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me read one more thing to you. This is Isaiah 61. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies to all who mourn in Israel he will give a crown of beauty for ashes a joyous blessing instead of mourning festive praise my God instead of despair in their righteousness they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them though they have been deserted for many generations. Foreigners will be your servants. They will feed your flocks and plow your fields and tend your vineyards. You will be called priests of the Lord, ministers of our God. You will feed on the treasures of the nations and boast in their riches. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be recognized, my God, and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize that they are people the Lord has blessed. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and he has draped me in the robe of righteousness. I'm like a bridegroom in his wedding suit or a bride with her jewels. The sovereign Lord will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere everywhere with plants springing up everywhere hold on mm. 109 psalms 109 oh god whom i praise don't stand silent and aloof while the wicked slander me and tell lies about me they surround me with hey i'm gonna read that word i got you i'm gonna read that letter letter i'm gonna read that so that was psalms 27 that was psalms 51 that was psalms 35 and i'm gonna read you honey i got it i'm gonna read psalms 109 as well a little bit later that is the word of God. That is the truth of the word of God. That is nothing for the word, nothing but the word of God. Psalms 51, um, I read to remind myself to stay humble, to remind myself to search my heart, to remind myself. Because a lot of times we'll think I ain't got no sin in me, right? Um, I ain't got no sin in me. I ain't got no issues going on. And there will be things going on in our heart that we won't even realize. And then I always re read Psalms 91 to remind me that I am being protected 
David and I am under God's protection. And then Psalms 27 and then Psalms 35, the Lord gave me yesterday. Me too, Tammy. I'm receiving all that. Psalms 35, the Lord gave me yesterday after I had this little incident occur. And so I want to share a few things with you about your hearing. Um, we've been talking about life in the spirit. And so I want to make sure you understand how to properly hear God, because if you don't understand or know how to properly hear God, then all that I've been teaching you is going to, I'm not going to say it's going to go to waste because there's a seed been planted, but you need some clarity. So I need you to stick with me. We're still in the trek. We're still we're still getting revived. We're still understanding our call. We're still in Revelations. We're still going to talk about John. We're still going to talk about David. But you got to be able to receive this spiritually. And so when the Holy Spirit wakes me up and start dealing with me on things, right, then we, we, we have to be able to be sensitive to the spirit because if we're not sensitive to the spirit, we'll only stay to the things that lean to our flesh, right? And if our flesh is in an uproar, that's a whole not, another teaching within itself. I just need y'all to hold on. I'm just telling you this. I have so much revelation for you. I have so much to teach. I woke up so excited this morning, like, oh my gosh, I have so much to teach. I have so much to share. I have so much I want us to eat together. And the Holy Spirit just keeps telling me, you got plenty of time. Take your time. Um, we're going to renew our mind in the word until we come into the fullness of joy, until the enemy is even afraid to say absolutely anything to us whatsoever. Thank you for that, Jessica. It was Psalms 27, 35, 51, 91, and then Isaiah 61 is my promise. Isaiah 61 is my promise. So I want to share a couple things, but I need to talk to you a little bit about what happened yesterday. Um, I posted it on my wall. I don't want to spend a long time in that, but I have, but but it's going to provide some clarity for you for what I'm going to teach today. And then I need to change something. I wrote that my axle was broken. My axle was not broken in my car, and the Holy Spirit revealed something to me this morning because my brother, uh, my brother-in-law. Um, after I sent the pictures, sent the pictures to his brother, who is a stellar mechanic. And what the man told me yesterday was a bolt was missing from my car. And that's what the Lord was reminding me of this morning when I was asking him for wisdom. I was like, I need wisdom of what to do with this car. And he said, Lakeisha, remember, it's not your axle is broken. You have an entire bolt that is missing out of your car. And so if you haven't read the story, go, go read the story, go see what happened. I had just left um, a dope interview. I was just about to come home and make a post about purpose and pursuing purpose. And I was just so grateful. I was in such a grateful place. I was on a phone with a friend. I got to tell you the backstory. I was on the phone with a friend, right? I'm on the phone with her and I am uh, talking to her and we are encouraging each other because the enemy was trying to push her in a funky space, trying to push me in a funky space. And we are declaring and I hit something. And I thought when I hit it, it was actually my front tire. And so I keep drying and I'm like, okay, nothing's going flat so I can get home and look at it because I know the street that I'm on is a dangerous street. You need to mark that danger, right? I know the street is on that I'm on is high traffic, right? And it puts me in a dangerous position. So I'm driving. I'm like, okay, the car feels like it's fine. I keep driving. And then I hear this rattling and I have to come to a stop. Well, when I come to a stop, right? When I come to a stop, I'm in a curve that uh, is a dangerous curve and it's dangerous because it gets high traffic and it gets high volume. And the curves are in such a way that when you're in a curve, 
serve, no one can see you. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on now. No one can see you when you're in the curve. No one can see you when you're in the curve. So if they're coming around the curve quickly, they're not going to be able to see who and what's in front of them. So I'm on the phone with my girl and I'm actually really pretty calm. I hang up with her. I call my brother-in-law. He's not available. I call my husband's best friend. He's not available. So I call Geico and they're like, it's covered on your insurance, but you're going to be there an hour. Well, I'm also, and people were like, well, just get out the street. Well, I'm also in a position where I can't get out the street, uh, where if I stand off to the side, I'm still in the woods and I'm still in a dangerous position. So it's not like I can move the car. It's not like I can move the cell. And so I'm sitting there and I'm having this conversation. Come on. When I show you about your hearing, you're going to be like, my God, oh, I'm so excited. Okay. And so I'm there and I'm hearing this conversation and I'm having this conversation with my girl and we talking, we laughing and we binding the devil and we're doing all of this other stuff and i can sense danger like i can sense the presence of danger i can feel it i could feel it rising up in me i could feel the holy spirit saying to me because i keep looking behind me and the cars are coming too fast and people are having to suddenly break and they driving too fast and i'm just kind of like y'all need to slow down y'all need to slow down and so i could sense danger but i'm still calm i could sense it like i could feel like danger was coming well a few minutes late before these two i didn't even realize that this one fire truck had passed me real fast almost coming into the back of me running into the back of me they were actually on their way to a call to a fire right this is how i know god hears everything we say and so i'm sitting there and i'm like okay i'm in a dangerous spot and i turn around and i look back and i'm gonna try to give you a little bit of my words because i can't remember but i know i said lord i need you to set a fleet of angels up the road I need you to set a fleet of angels up the road to slow this traffic down. If not, somebody's going to bank the back of me and tear this car up and kill me. Like I felt like that. I said, somebody's going to tear this car. I need to set you a fleet of angels. I'm telling you, it may be two minutes, right? Two fire trucks, the police officers, later Pulaski County Sheriff, and they park the trucks up the road. They don't park them close. They park them up the road. They park them so traffic cannot come, and they walk towards me. And that's when the man said to me, he said, ma'am, do you realize you are not in a good position? You are in danger. And I knew I was, but I had released out my mouth that a fleet of angels be up the road, be encamped around me to keep this craziness, this madness from happening to me. So this morning, as I was praying and I was meditating over this circumstance of the situation, I'm, 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 I'm over it. I just know what God did for me was really, really big because a friend of mine that's a fireman confirmed that. Um, I, so I shared my story and my friend that's a fireman, I sent him the information. He said, thank you, because that's my station. He said, and I'm praising God that they did this because that's not normally their typical behavior. Normally they would keep on going and just call the police and say, we saw someone in distress. They're not required to do that. They don't have to do that. So I know God was very intentional with my prayer, right? My God was very intentional with my prayer. He said, that is not their normal behavior. So I'm going to thank them as well. Well, when the man was taking off my tire, he said, let me go on and change your tire. And I am so grateful that it was them. And he said, ma'am, I think your axle is broke. So can you roll the car? And I rolled the car. And the man said, you know what? It's not your axle that's broke. You got a bolt missing. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of this again. 
Amen. So can I tell y'all something? I know that this is going to sound strange, but this is what God was reminding me this morning. Had I never had the flat, right? Had I never had the flat, I would have never known that the bolts was missing. <laughs> I would have never known that the bolt was missing. My, my brother-in-law said there is no way that bolt should have came easily out that car. Here's the other thing. I drive up and down the highway. I drive about a hundred, I drive about, um, 40, 50, I'm going to say 60 miles, uh, three, four times a week to Palm Bluff. Had I not had the tire issue, I would not have known the bolt was missing. And the boys and I could have been in the worst situation. That's what the Lord just kept trying to remind me. He said, he didn't say to Axel, he said, there was a bolt that was going out your car, right? There was a bolt that's coming out your car. That's why I'm telling you, all things work to our, for our good. But I need to share, a I need you to correlate what I'm telling you about being in a high traffic area with your hearing. Anytime you're in a high traffic area come on now anytime you're in a hot come on the holy spirit showed me this morning anytime you're in a high traffic area you're in danger and i'm going to explain to you what i mean by a, a a high traffic area right a high traffic area let me explain to you anytime you're in an area that has a lot of noise anytime you're in a situation i'm trying to calm myself down when I teach this. Anytime you're in a situation in which it's high traffic, you're in danger. And I want you to correlate this high traffic with your hearing. Because a lot of you ask me all the time, how do I know I'm hearing God? How do I know this is God talking to me? But if you're in a high traffic area, you're in a danger, dangerous position, and it's going to be difficult for you to hear him because your frequency is going to be scrambled. So what are your high traffic areas that you're talking about, Lakeisha? What is considered to be a high traffic area? Anytime there's a lot of noise around you, anytime there's a lot of things going on around you, anytime there's a lot of circumstances that are trying to pull you in, anytime there's a lot of voices coming in from every side. So can I be honest with you? Uh, social media is a high traffic area because there's a lot of voices, right? Um, anytime the enemy is present in your home, that there's a lot of strife, uh, there's a lot of uh, conflict. Anytime that's on your job, that is high traffic areas. There's that; Those are areas that are in constant noise. And if you are in a high traffic area, then it's going to be very difficult for you to hear God the way that you need to hear God. If I had, I was in a high traffic area, I'm sitting on the car, I'm talking to my girl. Had I not been sensitive enough, not been sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit, I would not have heard the Holy Spirit when he was telling me you're danger, <laughs> like danger. I could feel danger growing up inside me. Like when I got home, I bawled like a baby because I realized how he protected me. I could feel it. I, like I felt the danger because each car was getting faster and faster and faster and faster. But had I not been sensitive enough to the voice of the Lord, I would not, I, I would not have thought to even pray and release my angels. I would have not thought to even pray for us to me. No, Jeanette, it's not normal for them. I, as a matter of fact, I was like, God, this is presidential. You sent an army, you sent a fleet for me, right? And so I'm just telling you, yeah, if you're in lots of turmoil, those are high traffic areas. And those areas are sent to confuse you so you can't hear God. They're, they're sent to confuse you so you can't hear God. They're sent so you won't be able to hear what God's saying because we know according to the word that God is 
um, talks in a small, still voice, right? He talks in a small, still voice. And so anytime you're in a high traffic area, anytime you're in a lot of turmoil, anytime you're in a lot of strife, anytime you're in a lot of argument, anytime you're in a lot of going through, those are high traffic areas. And if you are not sensitive to the voice of the Lord, if your tuner is not tuned in, you'll miss what God is trying to say and do for you in this season. Remember we went over into uh, Revelations 12 and 11, and we were talking about we were overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Um, the Lord Jesus Christ, whose blood we are redeeming, ransomed out of the hands of Satan. Here's the first thing you have to know, even before I teach you how to tune in your receiver, just bear with me, this all gonna make sense, right? Is once you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and, and people are like, oh, that's a no brainer, but it's not a no brainer, because if you don't understand your righteousness, you'll continue to be in a high traffic area. If you don't understand the authority that comes, once I'm overcome by the blood of the lamb, once the blood is working on my behalf, once I've accepted Jesus Christ, come on, Holy Spirit, as Lord and Savior, if you don't really get it, if you don't really get it, you'll continue to be in a high traffic area longer than you should. Had I not gotten and understand whose I was and whose I, who, who I belonged to, to, I would not have thought to release my angels. I'd have just sit there and go, oh Lord, don't let nobody hit me. No, let the angels get in place behind me. Lord, go do. Why? Because he who dwells in the secret place, the Lakeisha who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is. And so you got to understand your righteousness that comes with you overcoming. You are justified from all sin because we'll sit in a dangerous place or a high traffic area and assume and think, that's why I told you, even when you get stuck in the mud, come on, Holy Spirit. God can work a thing out for you. We'll sit in a high traffic area thinking, oh my God, you know, I've sinned. This is coming on me. Condemnation comes in. Um, makes you think that the Lord wants these bad things to happen to you. And there is absolutely no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And so you got to understand the conversation of how the blood speaks. <laughs> you got to understand how the blood speaks on your behalf. You got to understand your 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 righteousness. You got to say understand what Revelation says, I'm overcome by the blood of the lamb. What he's saying is you're withstanding any accusations of Satan. My God, you're withstanding any accusations of Satan. It, the, it, the enemy cannot talk to you about your circumstance. The enemy cannot end your life. Come on, Holy Spirit. The enemy cannot end your life. The enemy cannot um, affect your destiny. The enemy cannot affect your promise when you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? Because now you're withstanding. You're outside the accusations of Satan, right? It's a shield. It's a defense against all charges. This you got to know before you know anything else. This you got to know before anything else. Your security is an understanding that I've already overcome by the blood of the lamb. I've already overcome. So when false accusations, when charges are coming up, when the enemy trying to tell you, this is it, you're about to die, you're about to be out. No, absolutely not. Why? Because I'm, oh, there is security in the blood, right? 
there is security because he destroyed that. And under this covering, we get to walk in triumph. We get to walk in glory and we get to walk in victory, right? We get to rock, walk in victory. And then next, the testimony becomes in the word. The word is a two-edged sword. The word is a two-edged sword. So the testimony becomes in what the word and what the word says. The what the word says, the testimony won't go to work. So you got to know if you're trying to figure out if you deserve protection, my God, if you deserve protection, if you're trying to figure out whether or not God should protect you, you should hear from God. God should be. If God is for us, who can be against us? The, the minute you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the minute that you said, you know what, I'm going to trust you, God, with my life, all of the protection, all of the provision, all of the hearing, all of those things came in place. That is your benefit package. You signed up for the job. You sealed it in the blood. You went into the water. That's your benefit package that says, I, I deserve these things. Because we will think we deserve, don't deserve these things. And when we are in the worst situation, the enemy will start talking to us wrongly about the situation because he knows we're not secure in our righteousness. He knows we haven't heard the word of the Lord. He, he knows we don't hear God when God is telling us we're worthy. He knows we won't trust God because we're not spending time to tune in to what God has said about our righteousness. So if he, come on, Yara, he has no right to accuse you. He has no right to lie to you. He has no right to encroach on your territory. If the enemy comes in like a flood, then the word becomes the standard. And the first thing you need to understand is I'm already overcome. I'm going to overcome this situation by the blood of the lamb, right? Because the blood is enacted on my behalf that gives the enemy no place to me. That gives the enemy no place to me. That's why, that no place to me. That's why it says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It doesn't mean it won't form, but it's not going to prosper. But if you don't understand that comes with your righteousness, that comes with the blood and the benefit package, then you won't properly even hear God because you don't know what the word says and you haven't accepted your righteousness. You are in standing where there is no accusation. The enemy has no authority. Now, let me be clear. If you have given place to the devil. That's why he says to give no place to the devil. If you've given place to the devil, that's a whole different, the moment, that's why people say, oh my gosh, God is, God is a holy, that's why you got to understand your righteousness, because in your righteousness, you will desire, you won't desire to give place to the devil. When I started focusing on whose I was and who, I didn't want to because a reverential fear came in for the Lord, and I knew, right, that I didn't have to. You can overcome sin. People will tell you cannot, you were like, oh, but the scripture Scripture says we, you know, you can overcome sin. You can overcome sin. And the way that you overcome sin is through the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And the word is the word, 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 is the word. Yes, Cassandra, there is security in understanding your righteousness. His security and understanding your righteousness. You got to understand your righteousness first because if not, Satan is going to keep lying to you and you're going to keep thinking that the things that you go through or the things that are happening to you, um, God doesn't have the ability to secure you. So I need you to do a couple things and we're going to probably teach you. We're going to come back into the situation. You're going to understand your call, your purpose. When we end this thing, I have so much for you, but you need to understand your righteousness 
first. You got to understand your righteousness. You got to receive that word before anything else. Because in high traffic areas, it is harder for you to hear God. It's harder for you to hear God in turmoil and strife. And when you're sick, it's harder for you to hear God. And there are some ways that, that you're going to have to hear him. So let me give you this. When you're seeking your answer to God's challenges and you're trying to figure out if you need, if you can hear the voice of God, um, maybe you're hoping to hear from him. Um, maybe you don't want to get it bad. Maybe you've made a wrong move. You need to hear him about your finances, your children. Um, can I tell you something? God is speaking to you all the time. God is talking to you all the time. God has promised to lead his children by his spirit. And the way that we get his spirit is what? Through our righteousness. We take it by faith. We take it by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And as once we've received him as Lord and Savior, his spirit comes alive in us. Well, his spirit is enabling you to know his voice. It means you can learn to know exactly what the spirit of God is saying to you in every situation, in every situation. When I was on the phone with my girl, I was talking so calm. She didn't know I was sensing danger. She didn't know I was feeling, but at the same time that I was talking to her, right? The same time I was talking to her, I was feeling the sense of danger. I could feel the Holy Spirit trying to quicken me. God has promised to lead you in every situation, every situation. You don't have to go through any situation blindly or relying on your own abilities. You just got to learn how to tune into the voice of God. In the New Testament, Jesus says 15 times, 15 different times, he who has an ear, let him hear. Let him hear. So if you're longing for uncertainty, the very first thing that I'm going to tell you to do is check your receiver, right? I don't understand my purpose. I don't understand what God wants me to do this situation. I don't understand what the word is saying to me about this situation. The first thing you're going to do is check your receiver. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, and you will seek for me and find me when you search for me with all your heart, right? In a high frequency area, there are gonna be things, come on Holy Spirit, that interfere with your receiver. It is strategic. You know what the Lord told me? He said, all of the social things that are going on, they, they are interfering with your receiver. You're confused about hearing my voice because when you're going through, you tap into Facebook or you tap into Instagram or you tap into Twitter. Uh, when something else is going on, you're making a phone call to someone else. And so because you're not seeking after me, you're not searching for me with all your heart. You're cloudy, right? You're in a dangerous place. Social media, I'm not, I'm not getting against social media. I'm for it because I'm preaching the gospel on it. But social media, strife, turmoil, those different things that we go through, those are high traffic areas, right? And they have a voice. Whether you think you're just not reading it or not, they're giving you a voice, right? And so if your receiver is confused because you are in a high traffic area, you're in a danger, danger zone, and you're not going to have the clarity, and you're not going to have the wisdom, and you're not going to have the knowledge you need to make solid 
decisions, to make solid decisions. You're not gonna be able to do it. You're not, so when the world tells you that it doesn't require you to understand your righteousness, when the world tells you that Jesus, that the, oh, the blood of Jesus is spooky, when the world confuses you, when church confuses you, when things, when carnal thinking confuses you, the assignment is so that you don't have clarity in high traffic zone. The, the, when I was sitting in the car, I, 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 if I would have paid attention to the cars, if I would have let fear rise up in me, I would not have made a discerning decision to release my animal, my, my, my angels, my angels who showed up in there. So you, you got to expect to hear from God in all season. Some people will say, oh, God doesn't talk to me. God speaks to you. As a fact, he's speaking to you right now. But if you are expecting if you aren't expecting to hear from him, then you won't be tuned in. If you're expecting to hear from Facebook, if you're expecting to hear from your eye, if you, and I'm not saying you don't get wisdom in the multitude of counsel, but the only way that you're really going to be able to tune in your receiver and hear from God that the, that you way that you're supposed to is that you spend some quiet, alone time to him. And be honest, how many of us reach for our phones first in the morning? And I'm not just talking about for the daily devotional. And how many of us when we're in trouble reach for other things outside of God, right? Well, every time you start reaching for other things outside of God, it keeps you disturbed and your receiver is off. If you are in a situation in which you know you really need to hear God, right? You're going to have to deal with being in a high traffic zone. Now, here's the thing. You need to ask yourself, come on, Holy Spirit, can I remove myself from a high traffic situation? And some of you can remove yourself from high traffic situations. You can remove yourself from some of those relationships. You can remove yourself from some of those circumstances of the situation. I saw myself this morning and my word. And the Lord was just telling me, he said, every solution that you need is in the word. I'm going to back it up. Every solution is going to need in the word. And the problem is when you're in a hot traffic area, um, God doesn't scream. He doesn't yell. He doesn't demand for you to pay attention. He's always speaking to you. First Kings 19, 12 says he speaks in a still small voice. And so to be able to hear him, you're going to have to tune in and listen carefully, right? Um, another way to tell you this is you hear God's voice through an inner witness. It's not like me talking to you, right? It's not like the revelation. You're going to hear him in an inner witness. Well, if your inner insides are all confused and consumed and you overthink things and you don't know how to quiet your brain. I want to share this with you and then we're going to get off of here and we're going to continue in this and we're going to let the Lord lead us daily. That's all he keeps telling me. Let the Holy Spirit lead this daily. I promise you it's all going to make sense. Um, sometimes when we're trying to get an answer for the Lord, we'll be Lord, I need to hear you. The most places in which I hear God the most is in my quiet places before God. <laughs> my, my quiet places, because I've learned to calm my insides down, because I've learned to take authority in my mind, because I've learned to say, no, I'm, old, I'm thinking on pure, lovely, good reports, because I've learned that when I have an anxious mind that's not of God, because he told me be anxious for nothing, <laughs> right? Because he told me be anxious for nothing, to be weary, to be worried, over nothing, then in crisis situations, 
I've learned to go low instead of going high, where most of us go high instead of low. And so the situation that presented itself yesterday could have turned into something else. Well, the night before the Lord had gave us a word and told us our attitude was what was going to move God. Our attitude. I was out there joking. I was laughing with the firemen. Um, I was, I got in the house. I prayed and I thanked God and I realized the situation. But a lot of us go high when we should go low. And the reason is, is we've been taught that it's we've been taught we've been taught that right we've been taught that that's good J J J jenny that's good it's signaled to noise ratio that's good so you gotta know your high traffic areas right you're in a high traffic area you're not gonna have the clarity that you need to you're in a danger zone so if you're gonna if you're going to be in a position to really hear God and learn to hear God and hear the inner witness, then you're going to have to get yourself out of high traffic areas. That's a word for somebody today. You're going to have to get yourself out of high traffic areas. You're going to have to get yourself out of high areas that have your ears. That's good, Jess. Open to other things that will not teach you to guard the doors of your heart. That's good. Because when you're in high traffic areas, you don't guard the God, you don't guard the gates of your heart and something will happen and you won't receive what you need to see. So in order for you to be able to tune in, you're going to have to get more in your quiet spaces. I keep saying this, this keeps coming up for a reason. You're going to have to spend uh, yesterday, one of my friends, as we were talking, she said, when we were just talking about this and some things the Lord was doing, she said, I significantly understand why you spend so much a long time. She said, I get it now. She said, I didn't, you, I, I, I understand why you're alone so much. I understand why you're so quiet so much. I understand why you steal away. I understand why you don't do a whole lot of hanging out and a whole lot of moving. It's because you need to be in the space and the place so that you can hear God. I my I want God's voice. He speaks to me all the time. People are like, well, he don't talk to me. I got to teach Judah how to hear God. He thinks God is not talking to him, but God is speaking to him so quickly and he's way more in tune to God. And so it's a leading. It's a leading. You have to hear me. It's a leading. I'm telling you in the zone that I was in, my radio was on. I'm on the phone with my girl. We laughing. We canceling the assignment. We dealing with the enemy for her. We taking territory. But the inner voice was saying to me, you are, baby, you in, a da you in danger, <laughs> baby, you in danger, you in danger. Well, because I know what the word says, because I know I'm not through teaching, because I know the call of my life, um, and, bec and because my resolve is this, and that's what the Lord told me this morning, he said, I need you to make, make a resolve, that even if something happened to me, I get to go home and be with our father. Even if something happened to me, my resolve is God is going to get the glory on, out of my life, on this side or the other. Either way, he's gonna get the glory. And my children will be okay, my mother and my family, and y'all will be okay. I, The enemy ain't getting no foothold to have me in fear, to make me think of something happened to me and I went, I'm going to, I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm clear on that. I'm going to be with Jesus. This ain't my home, heaven ain't my home. But that ain't my story right now. But my resolve is either way, God will get the glory out of my life on this side or that side. That's my resolve. That's the resolve I came to. Well, when you come to that resolve, you can't give the devil a foothold and he can't take over and he can't run with your mind. Well, she don't fear death. No way. No. Why would I fear death? 
Why would I be afraid? Why, when I know, even in the worst situation, I get to go be with Jesus. It, it, I get to be, I get to go be with Jesus. It don't matter. You're not going to present a situation for me to be consumed, overwhelmed, because at the end of the day, I get to be with Jesus. So let me do, let me give you this. And then, then we got to go. Melissa, you asked some very important questions. Will you take those questions and text me those and we'll cover those? Because this is going to be important for the call, for the call that's on your life, for you to understand the purpose, for you to understand what God is saying, for you to deal with the relationships, for you to move beyond the circumstances. Elizabeth, remember we talked about the birth of John the Baptist. We're not finished with that. For Elizabeth to understand who Jesus was in Mary's womb, right? She had to be above the noise. She had to be clear with God. She had to be in a certain place with God. And one of the things that I do, um, from to quiet my mind down is I take seven deep breaths. And as I, I'm taking those seven deep breaths, I'm praising God. I'm centering myself on God and I'm, I'm quieting my mind down. So thank you, Lord. And I'm talking about, I release slow. Thank you, Jesus. Cause here's the thing. If your thoughts go to Jesus, it's hard for your thoughts to be anywhere else. Thank you, Jesus. If your thoughts go to Jesus, it's hard for your thoughts to be anywhere else. If your thoughts go to Jesus, if your thoughts go to thankfulness, if your thoughts go to gratefulness, if your thoughts go to who Jesus is, it's hard for you to have thoughts anywhere else. It's, it's hard for you to have thoughts anywhere else. So I, any situation, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because as you begin to calm your mind down, the word will rise up in you. And as I'm teaching you to hear more from God, I'm going to tell you about the importance of the word. We're going to take this small bites. One thing I need you to know is you got to get yourself out of high traffic areas. You got to get your high, you're in danger in a high traffic area. You're in danger if you're always on social media. You're in danger if you're always running your mouth. You're even in danger if you don't let yourself sit into some quiet time. I don't always have word going. Sometimes it's completely, as a matter of fact, in my car, I usually don't ride with anything on. It's quiet moments that I have that I can hear and I'm learning to sense his voice and I'm learning to hear him because let me tell you, the enemy is so crafty. He is so crafty. He'll make you think that you're having an inward witness or God is talking to you because he knows if you're not close. He knows if you don't have enough word. He knows if you're haughty. Um, he knows if you don't operate with a broken, contrite spirit. He knows if you're not spending enough time with the Lord. He tracks you. He traces you. He knows if you're not spending enough time with God. He knows if you enter into God's presence with a childlike thought or if you enter God's presence with a know-it-all know spirit. When Tracy was teaching the other night Bible study, right? I'm before her with a childlike spirit because the Lord had just told me, he said, every time you get in front of me, you come to me with the thought process that you don't know nothing. You don't, you don't know anything. Every time you get in front of me, you come to me with the thought process. You don't know anything because if you come to me with the thought process that you already know this or that you already in a position and you got so much and you constantly running your mouth, you won't hear me and how, what I'm teaching in this season. And I may need to give you something significant. Um, the more time you spend with the Lord, the more practice you tuning in, 
you'll it will become a voice that thunders that's what job 37 5 it says it will become a voice that thunders in a mighty 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 way it'll become so loud to you even though he's still whispering what's the name of app uh, oh app. oh okay i i, I, I somebody said y'all somebody said can they have the app on your phone that allows you to meditate scripture and soft music and see i can't when i'm dealing or needing to hear from god i can't have anything i can't have anything i can't have music um i can't have anything i need it to be completely quiet so you have to know yourself as well that's it today that that's it that's it that's enough word for us to chew on um ask yourself holy spirit show me the high traffic areas show me the places that are in my life that are keeping me from hearing god the way that i need to because i told you we've already transitioned in a new season you're going to be in a place you're going to need to be in a place where you're quiet so that you can hear god like you need to you're going to need to be quiet you're gonna have to be quiet you're gonna have to be settled you can't keep doing all this bouncing and running we've been doing you can't y'all can't bounce people like you never know where because mm -mm. in this season i know what god is doing and for me to be effective in teaching and effective in revelation and hearing god in a concise voice i gotta be still I got to be still. So what type of things am I tied into that put me in high traffic areas and which could be causing me danger? Isn't God good? That's it. I got to go. Y'all got me way over my time. I got to get kids out of here to school. That That's so important for you to ask, right? That's so. So let's pray. I'm going to, um, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I, I read my aunt just gave us Psalms 109, but let's go on and pray because I'm going to read Psalms 109 as we close down. Let's just close this out. Father, we thank you for your word today. I thank you, Father God, you are revealing to us the high traffic areas, the areas in our life that have been so crowded with noise that they are preventing us from hearing you, from discerning you, Lord God, for walking according to your will and your way, from obeying you, Lord God. Declutter us, Lord. Let us, and give us a spirit of boldness to be able to walk away, the strength to be able to detach from those things. My God, my God, I thank you, Father God, for your word. I thank you for a fresh anointing, for teaching us how to rightly divide the word. Now bless your people today. Give them ears to hear, Lord God, so they're able to discern you in every season. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's a strategy for some of you where social media is your high traffic area. You need to turn your notifications off. I don't have any notifications on where social media is concerned. You need to turn your, your notifications off. And for some of you, you may need to even turn your email notifications off, or you may need to take your email off your phone and only check via computer. Those are some real practical applications and strategies that you can have so that you're not distracted. You might need to turn your phone off. You might, I'm just telling you, you might need to turn your notifications off. I don't even have my phone on most of the day. I have to go check my phone. And people are like, what if there's an emergency? I'm like, the Holy Spirit will tell me if there's an emergency. The Holy Spirit will quicken me. And I've told the Lord, if an emergency occurs, quicken me to pay attention to my phone. <laughs> quicken me to pay attention to my phone because social media is high volume, high traffic. So you may need to turn the alerts off so you don't have your alerts on. And so you put yourself in a position to check and somebody's gonna say i ain't got no problem with social media but if you're on social media more than two to three times a day you got a problem with social media 
is an addiction. Josiah did a study on how social media was addictive and that rates of higher depression occur because of social media and false images. If you're on social media more than two, three times a day, if you need some word, get you some word off YouTube, uh, go to Facebook. My channel has over 616 messages. Thank you, Lord. If you are on social media more than two, three times a day, then you're there's an addiction and you don't even realize it. You you don't even you're like a functioning addict, and because you're functioning, you make you think it's not a problem, but it's a problem. It's, it's a problem. Some of y'all not gonna love me. You're like, well, I get encouraged, and let the word encourage you. Because when social media goes to, goes away, the word is the thing that needs to be encouraging you. So you're on there more than two to three times a day. Then there's a slight addiction. There's something occurring in you that you feel like you need to be pulling or gravitated to towards social media. I saw them just. We're going to teach the truth. And I love Facebook. I love YouTube. I love Instagram. I love it. It's an effective way for me to minister, but I'm not going to be trapped so that I cannot hear God and I cannot move into the things of God and I cannot be motivated by, by God and by the word of God. I love y'all. I love you so much, but more than that, God loves you. So we want to get out of those high traffic areas so that like, we can hear God the, the way that we need to and we can be effective in kingdom building. Hey, you guys, go and join the group coffee and conversations go join the group because we're going to start our prayer wall we're going to start our prayer chains we we finished up welcome to coffee and conversations with lakeisha we're glad you've joined us today get ready for some kingdom conversation now here's your host lakeisha m johnson thank you for tuning into our podcast if you would like more information about lmj ministries Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.